Hey everyone, this is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while guffawing, sweating, and every once in a while, clutching our pearls. We've got some brand new patrons to shout out this week. I'm sending a big warm welcome to Monica P., Emily P., Allison B., Siobhan, and Carolyn. And we've got some longer-term patrons who absolutely need some love. So, big virtual hugs to Jessica N., Maureen R., Abby T., Meredith, Tiffany R., Kim D.V., Nora W., Lucy, and Julia D.K. Y'all make the show possible. This week, we're recapping a book that I have heard about for years. We had a feeling we'd become obsessed, so Sabrina and I built in time to read the next two books in the Game Maker series for Patreon. Today, you're getting The Professional. Then this week, patrons can look forward to our recap of book two, The Master. And next week, we'll recap The Player. We meant to make the Patreon recap both books in one episode, but it turns out we had so much to squee over in The Master that that one ended up being its own episode. So the player obviously will get its own as well. Sabrina and I, just FYI, loved the player. So without further ado, here's our recap of book one in the Game Maker series, The Professional by Cressley Cole. Enjoy! I couldn't remember what came after three for a second. I was like, you're like, three. And I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, fuck, no, panic, oh, no, panic, oh, panic, no, oh, no. Here we go. I can count. I have a math degree. Yeah. Okay, so, Sabrina, we do have a little business to get to before we get into the business we're going to yes. get to. Okay, because listener just needs to know that we've got some special events coming up. Next week, when this comes out, the next week after is our anniversary episode, yes. which I'm super stoked about. And then after that is our 300th episode, which 300. is going to be a special event. There is a secret book that we're doing. It's not that secret. All the patrons know. It's fine. Anyway, big things are coming in the next couple of weeks. Thanks, Melody. So, what? Stay tuned, listener. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay, but now I need you to tell me about your dreams. <laughs> Is that a private thing I shouldn't have said out loud no. on the podcast? <laughs> okay, so, listener, for you to understand, God, I don't even remember what I said to you exactly. All you said was, Reading The Professional Before Bed last night led to some very good dreams. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they're not what you're thinking of. Oh, this is come it's on. not a kinky sex wedding. You didn't dream wake up humping the, the pillow no. like she does in the plane. <laughs> so I dreamed basically, which to be clear, okay, so just to give listeners some context, 
I don't, I'm not somebody who remembers my dreams. And then recently, I started ADHD medicine for the first time mm-hmm. in my life. And I am now a person who remembers my dreams almost every morning. Wild. Yeah. I'm not really sure what to do about it. Like, to the <laughs> point where, like, sometimes I'm like, did that actually happen? They're vivid, right? Yeah. It's real weird. Yeah. Yeah. So in this dream, <laughs> oh my god, we're really getting into like my actual secret fantasies, which we are not nearly do it. as like wild and horny as you probably think they are, considering I'm a I talk a big fucking game. <laughs> so <laughs> why is this more embarrassing than if I'd been like, oh yeah, I got like tied up and plugged in all my holes i would have no problem saying that so in this dream i end up in the so it's this house right Uh and i'm taken there for my safety by this tall dark and handsome right your your safety i was i was so worried about my dogs and he was like we'll bring them with us And so we end up on this property, and I can see through the windows that there's, like, guard dogs just meandering all over the place. And, like, I was so worried about my dogs because there was in a fenced-in yard, and I thought that they were going to, (laughs) like, run away when I opened the door. But they had to go potty, and I hate walking my dogs, and so I refuse to walk them. I have a yard. That's the first thing I do at any place that I move into. So I, like, he is, like, reassuring me and, like holding me from behind while I'm like looking at the thing like freaking out wow. and then, and then uh, he's like it'll be okay they'll come back to you and he's like whispering in my ear and like kissing my neck mm-hmm. and so I finally like bit the bullet and I open the door and the dogs go out and they get along with the guard dogs just fine which makes absolutely yeah. no fucking sense but they just like are having their best time and living their best lives and then we go back into the house and now the dogs are no longer an important part of the dream and I don't know the dogs are gone up now. ever again and he's giving me a tour of the house okay. and like he puts me in what is not this is super weird he puts me in what is not the master bedroom actually it's sure. not weird because this is my fantasy <laughs> and so i'm in the smallest bedroom in the yeah. house that he puts me okay. in but it still has an amazing bathroom and an amazing closet of course it does and yeah yeah, and because I've always wanted a bathtub big enough. I'm five ten, so like I've always wanted yeah. a bathtub big enough that I could like lay down in it, and like mm-hmm. I don't have to choose between my tits and my knees yes. being in the water, right? Without mm-hmm. doing some like weird, crazy fucking like leg origami noodle yeah. work to get everything <laughs> underwater. Uh-huh. And so he's like showing me around, and then he keeps taking me on this tour, and we walk into the master bedroom, and I was like, "Oh, this is gorgeous! Why didn't you put me in here?" And he's like. Well, when I looked inside of your house, you had chosen the smallest room, and I assumed it's because it makes you feel comfortable and safe. Oh, and like, fuck. And he was like, and then he said, <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, I also figured that you would want this room for your crafts. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> this is big enough for my crafts in my office and he goes no your office is the other room and then he opens <laughs> and he opens a door off the hallway into what is in fact another room with my office 
stuff already said. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is I was the like, sexiest. <laughs> arms and he's like rubbing his hands up and down my back while yeah, I'm just uh-huh. like laying on his, my head on his shoulder <laughs> and he's like I just want to take care of you and I was like <laughs> I have a question for you though did he say it'll be okay or did he say it'll be okay I have no idea because <laughs> I don't know. But you don't yeah. remember his accent? Because the I accent was very fucking... important to me in this book. How did I not guess that you were going to bring okay. that up from banter? <laughs> like, I cannot believe. Because, like, you didn't respond. No, uh, like, I, like, I didn't, I think didn't twice see to... it. Well, <laughs> yeah, really because, like, time. <laughs> well, to be clear, I, I, I typed it out at, like, 6.45 in the morning, and then you had messaged me that day, and it was, like, 9 when I finally got around to responding, and I opened mm-hmm. it and realized I had never sent it, and usually what I would do if that happened is I would just delete it and move on, but I was like, no, Melody has to know about this, but then you just never You're talked right. about it, you just, like, exclamation point reacted to it, Yes, and we ne- it never came up again, and I just forgot yeah. about it, and then all of right. a sudden, just now, you're like, so tell me about your dreams. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's very telling that <laughs> it was not, in fact, like, you, this is a BDSM erotica novel. Yeah. And it's telling that the dreams it inspired was, in fact, not at all that. And instead, it was, it was about like, somebody taking care of you. That's so like, good. <laughs> like, like, anticipating my needs. Mm-hmm. And like my wants and just That's knowing what a me good well enough, does. like I've heard. <laughs> okay, listen. To be clear, to be clear, that dom, that dom also has to be tax deductible. Okay. Yeah, just he to... needs no. The dom needs a tax deductible ass. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like that's, it's all one package. We know. Yeah. We know. We're just, mm-hmm. we're just. Listen, we're dream boarding, and we'll figure it out. Whoever that person ends up being. Can you imagine, like, can you imagine the banter that's going to happen when I fucking roll in one day and I'm like, you're going to never guess who I'm talking to right now. And you're going to be like, oh, who? And I'm going to be like, they're a dom. They have Uh a sexy accent. Um, Uh They have a tax deductible ass. Um, They let me lay on them naked. That's right. And watch whatever I want. (laughs) (laughs) And and that person, whoever they are, they're going to be like. You have such a hyper specific. <laughs> yeah, listen, listener, you want to come? You want to come at Sabrina with a house where the biggest room is a craft room? You let mm-hmm. a bitch know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're here to talk about the Professional by Cressley Cole, which has been on my TBR for literal years, and it has not been on mine. I know that I have to at least read the master now. I don't know if I'm going to end up reading the player, but I bet we're going to find out things about Dimitri that will make me want to read the player. Listen, I don't know. Well, guess what, Melody? Uh, Even if you don't read the player, we are going to be doing the two books on Patreon. If you decide you don't give a shit about Dimitri, that's fine. I will be reading Dimitri's because the very last in the epilogue, I was like, oh, I think I love this man already. No, that's Maximilian. 
No. The wedding invitation at the end of this book. I have not read the second book. The wedding invitation in the epilogue. Did you read the epilogue? Did you look at this? Is it on audio? I read it in audio. (gasps) (laughs) Which I also have a really big fucking bone to pick with this whole thing. Because, listen, this started out as, like, released in three parts, right? Mm -hmm. But the ebook since then, has been released as a singular ebook. Please just mash those audiobooks together. Don't make <gasps> Shut me up. Do you did not have to down- audiobooks. <laughs> three audiobooks. Three four-hour audiobooks. Uh, it's such <laughs> bullshit. Just mash them together. Do a mash on them. Anyway. Yeah. So, That's no, I, apparently I missed out on an epilogue that is really important. Well, it... Mm, uh, mm, mm, I'll tell you about it. It's very short. All right, cool. And there are no children involved, which is my favorite. (laughs) Perfect. Absolutely. Okay, so we meet Natalie, or Natalia. She is a PhD student in Lincoln, Nebraska. She thinks that she's got a mano-reader all up in her brain parts. She's a regular manalist. That's the manalist. That's what it is. Because her secret is that she always goes negative, and the guys, well, they always accommodate. And you know what? That's right. As a a regular lie detector, I detect Mm. none. Yeah. So she's at the bar with a bunch of her friends, and she sees this dude who she cannot read. She doesn't, he's like, he's tall and he's buff. And he's, he's leather jacketed. And he's maybe. handsome. That's and the one. He's got these piercing eyes. Oh yeah, they're gold ones. Yeah, and by the way, uh, we've also at this point learned that she's a virgin. Um, she is this a virgin. Is very important because yeah. until she finally loses it, my God, nobody will shut the fuck up about. No, nope. everybody wants to talk about how there's never been a penis in her vagina. Like, she's basically done everything else, you know, but she's never actually had a penis put in there, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, big old virgin. Everybody makes fun of, oh, trigger warning for the grossest phrase that anybody has ever said in their whole life. It's in this book. I wonder if I have this. I wonder if I have this highlighted. Is it the fact that her friend Jess will only refer to her virginity as having her skin skin tag? tag? Get rid of that skin tag, Natalie. Get rid of that skin tag. You still got your skin tag? You did what? And you still have your skin tag? Oh, my my God. God. Oh, my God. It made me really happy, but it also, like, grossed me out to my core. I don't know. Am I getting more, like, prudish? I I don't know. I don't know what's happened to me. But, like, that scandalized me. Well, don't worry, Melody. You better be (laughs) careful, you picky prude, or else you'll take your hymen to your grave. Oh, yeah. Like, just some, some lines in here that I highlighted, and I'm like, Jess is great. I really love this. Yeah. Also, Jess I did make a note on that comment, though, and I was like, well, I guess she's a virgin. I wonder if she'll be magically good at oral. But she is magically good it was, at oral. It was made clear, though, that she's not a blushing virgin. Like, she's done oral before. So, that, yeah, yeah, Although, yeah. okay, hang on. So this is, like, jumping into things. She's oh, gone please. down. Nobody's ever gone down on her. The first one to go Man. down on her is her Russian. And I was like, ma'am, what you need to demand that? some more. Like, 
Absolutely. Like, if you don't like oral, if you don't like somebody going down, sure. totally fine. Yeah. She does, though. Like, Loves it. It's a fucking mm-mm. revelation when it finally mm-mm. happens to her. And, like, you're with partners who don't kick them the fuck out. Yeah, and I don't expect you to go down on me just because I went down on you. It's not like, like in a session, it's not a reciprocal thing. But also, like, if I'm willing, yeah, excuse you. No, Absolutely. Okay, so anyway, she goes up, and because he's this unicorn that she can't read, her friends are like, well, go go find out. You got to go, you know, get some data. So she's like, oh, my God, should I go talk to him? And they're like, yeah, definitely. So she, like, she straightens her little skirt, and then she goes up to him, talks to him, and she gets completely rebuffed to the point that he calls her little girl. Which like? Oh my God, Melody! I'm not gonna be able to handle it if you read all of his quotes and all of the things that he says out loud in a Russian accent, Melody. That I can't handle that. Oh my God! Oh my God! Are you blushing? What if I said? What if I said greedy girl? Oh my, my greedy girl. She left. She's gone. <laughs> She's shuffling away. <laughs> You're so cruel. You cannot keep doing that. I won't. Keep... I won't. I'll stop right but now also, until like, I surprise I mean, you. I'm not. I'm not. A... God. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck it. Like you're gonna do it, and I'm gonna be like. <laughs> Like, you remember that time you literally dropped to the floor while we were yes. recording? Yeah, when we were recording Dark Lover, I did. I dropped to the floor. But it wasn't because of this reason. Mine's no. going to be because I'm literally melting. <laughs> I just, I love it. I'm a slut for an accent, listener. Like, whew. I know. So, anyway, she's like, she takes it like a champ. Yes. And she goes home to do a big old bathtub masturbate. Hang on. Hang on. What? Hang Tell on. me everything. Tell me. Before the big bathtub masturbate, I have another yeah. Jess quote. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Oh, my God. Um, so uh, she just points at her uh, bits, her nethers, and says, okay. I can't help it that this is the Bermuda oh, yeah. Triangle. She pointed at her crotch. When guys venture there, they tend to stay. I tapped my chin. Oh, I thought you called it that because it sucked in lots of semen. <laughs> She's like, that's accurate. <laughs> I, when I tell you, and by the way, this is like page five. I've already yes. laughed multiple times at Jess. Although, like, there were times where I was like, Jess, I'm going to need you to fucking take You got to take it down. Just a couple yeah. of notches, Jess. Take it down. And then there were other times where I was like, yeah, listen to your best friend. You're fucking ding dong now. <laughs> yes. Also, I will say one of my favorite things in the whole wide world is hearing hearing a person who has told us they have a vulva and a vagina make a threat that, like, if somebody does any wrong, she'll skull fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) I did enjoy that. (laughs) By the way, one more question. At one point she says, for once my bra wasn't a minimizer? Yeah. What is that? Is that a sports bra? How do you have tits that are that big and you don't know what a minimizing? Well, that's is? what I'm asking. I've huge fucking tits. What is a minimizer? Yeah, it's like it's sort of like a sports bra, but it is shaped like a regular bra. Does that make sense? Like it sucks no. you in and it keeps you it keeps you back. No, 
That's a thing? Yeah. How have I not ever had one of these? I don't know. I don't think you'd need one, really. Why? For the world. <laughs> for me? Yeah, for, for me, you, maybe. I need one. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. These tits are not always for the world. To be clear, they are sometimes for the world. Occasionally, totally. these tits are like, these tits are for the world. Also, this heroine always says, this is the tits, just like I, I do. That. that was very cute. I did like Anyway, that. I'll send you some links after. Um, yeah, very, and, very And maybe curious. I'll ask my friend Tanya. She she knows a thing or two about a, a minimizer bra. All right, so, so here's the thing. Here's the deal. Here's the Here's the whole thing. Yeah, she's doing a big old bathtub masturbate. Actually, my <laughs> my note is, because I misspelled it, and then I left it because it was hilarious to me, goes home to do a bath rub. <laughs> that is what I'm calling a bathtub masturbate for the rest of my life. So anyway, she's like, oh, I'm about to come, but I look through the mist, which like, I take the hottest baths I think a human can possibly take. And I've never, like, misted a room like a sauna, okay? But I anyway, have. this is misted like a sauna. That. I don't even take them that hot. And Interesting. I do, yeah. Huh. So she looks through the mist, and she's like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm hallucinating she's him. Almost to orgasm. Yeah. She's just about to come. And she's like, oh, my God, he's right there. Oh, wow, look at his imaginary face except it's actually him he's there and he's there to get her and take her somewhere he says mm -hmm. cover yourself we need to talk or something like that and so she doesn't even finish she doesn't finish everyone oh my god terrible he's basically yeah. like okay hey you need to come with me you have five mm -hmm. minutes to get packed and dressed and we're leaving I'm walking out of this house in five minutes. Either you're packed and dressed or I'm taking you over my shoulder and carrying you out to the car. Yeah. Those are your options. And the reason this is happening is because she's adopted and she's been looking for her birth parents for like the past six years or something like that. She knew that she was adopted out of a Russian orphanage and she's had private investigators over there trying to find who her birth parents are and she found them. But she doesn't know that she found them because the private eye did get smoked after being an idiot around the Russian mob because her dad is a quadrillionaire Russian mobster. Mm -hmm. There you go. He's a, a vor? He's a called? vor, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so and he's then, there to get her and started, take though? her to Russia. I'm so sorry. This is very important. No, I hear you. She's putting up a fuss and she's like, I don't know you. Why am I going with you? And he goes, you must trust me, pet. And I was like, huh, yeah. Huh? Oh, my God. He calls her pet. That can't be her nickname. And then it was. And then it was, to be clear. Um, it was her nickname. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of things about this book I really liked. And uh, pet's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's like, OK, I'll go with you. Because she's thinking, if anything goes wrong, I'll just like flag down airport security and get away from this dude. Except, mm -hmm. of course, he has a private jet in a random-ass cornfield somewhere. And so she's like, Because it's oh, too dangerous knows. to go anywhere else. Well, and also she doesn't have a passport. And she's like, oh, we're just going to do an international travel with no passport and it's going to be fine? Like, no, that's not how that works. Mm -hmm. So they get to the air the airstrip thing, which is really just like a crop duster field. Mm -hmm. And... 
He's talking to the pilot, and she's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. She panics, and she books it into a cornfield. She runs. Also, she's only Uh wearing a silk robe. I need everyone to know that. And then he's like, no, don't run. Get back here. And then he takes off after her into the cornfield. And he's so fast. And he tackles her to the ground. And he makes sure to twist his body midair. Yeah, so that he hits the ground, not her. You know, the whole thing. And then he, like, rolls over, so she's on her back, and he's above her, and he they have this, like... And he's between her legs. And then she starts trying to pull herself... She start, tries to push herself away, and he pulls yeah. her back down under her. And when he does that, her her robe goes up her body, oh, and so her now robe. she's just pussy out She is full pussy out in a cornfield, yes. And he says... He says, never run from me. I'll catch you. It's what I do. Which was very important to me and also the plot. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. she is like just pussy out. And at that point, he takes his hand and he's got his hand. He moves his hand to her hip. His big gigantic Russian mob man man hand. Yeah, he's got a big old meaty fist. And he like moves so that his his thumb is on like right on her on mons, her mons? on her pubis, and like <gasps> right at the edge of her red curls because she is a redhead all over. To be clear, I walked into this book knowing <laughs> nothing, and then this was page thirty, and I was like, "Oh, this is a horny book." Oh, it's super horny. It's notoriously <laughs> horny. Yes. I had no idea. Oh I my god. Was a mafia book. You got the wrong TLDR from whoever described this book to you. <laughs> That's not that is not correct. Okay, so then as that happens, her hips undulate under him and she's like, "Oh, cuz his name is Sebastian." Sebastian. No, well, it in the audiobook it's Sebastian, so I don't know. Oh, uh, well, so in the book it's described as Sebastian with Russian a Sebastian, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sebastian. So anyway. then she's like undulating and he's like obviously into it, but then he scoots back and he's got a look of disgust on his face. And he's like, pull yourself together and get on that plane he almost if you can't. Her. He almost yeah. lost his ding dong cool and like <laughs> Hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, golly, is what I said. So then on the plane. Wait, one, one thing, though. I'm yeah. so sorry. No, please. She was like, she was like, are you, are you going to kiss me? And he mm. says, would you want a man like me to take your mouth? To take your mouth? Sir. Sir. <laughs> Sir. I need you to be more or less specific. Okay. <laughs> so. Would you want a man like me to take your mouth? Yes. Wow. A million times yes. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> I like Nebraska. <laughs> so he finally gets her on the plane. He, She steps on some briars, and so he has to pick her up like she is a sack of popcorn. And he gets her because she's, so, she's so light. Is she's this so a- small. Is this a, 
uh, one, I've never heard of a sack of popcorn. <laughs> That's what threw me off. And also now I'm realizing okay. like how, how clever that was because they are in a oh, cornfield. <gasps> Shit, they're in a cornfield. Oh, wow. The only, thing, the only thing that's incorrect here is that um, popcorn needs to be dry to be popped. And uh, she's, oh, not. she's not dry. <laughs> she oh, is I don't lubricated. That, I honestly cannot believe that she did not end up with some sort of like problem downstairs because I don't think she was not wet a single minute of this entire book that took place over months i mean but sabrina fair neither it's fine just keep the just keep the myconazole on hand i was also not ever dry yeah but for us for for us it was like 48 hours for her for her it was like a, a singular month this book takes place shockingly fast for the amount that happened. Well, no. So, like, the first, like, half of the book, like, until they leave Brzez, Brzevka, Brzezka, I don't know, whatever. Don't know. They leave the compound. Yeah. It's, like, a month from start to finish of that. But then it's, like, a couple, they're in Paris for a couple of months. They're in, like, oh, is it months? months or something. Okay. Yeah, All like, right. They talk enough. about, like, over the weeks and oh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, listen. Mm-hmm. Here's what happens. So then they get on the plane. And they take off. She is filthy. She's in a silk robe that's like probably torn a little bit in addition to like dusty and gross. stains all up the back. Yeah. And she finds out a little bit more information. Her dad is like the head vor and he's currently in a turf war. And right before he came and got her, he found out that they sent like two of their deadliest enforcers to come and probably kill her in the face. And so they're taking her to Russia to keep her safe. She is really trying to like fight them on as much as she possibly can, but the answer is Mm -hmm. not much. And then he says, go clean yourself up and then come back out and I will tell you more things. So she does go clean herself up. She takes a shower and then she walks back out of the bedroom and realizes I'm not putting that fucking robe back on. And so, listener, she puts on, she gets one of his white button downs out of his bag and puts just that on. And when she walked back out into the main sitting area, he was like, yeah. a bull that has seen red. But with but war horniness. Of, he doesn't want to gore her with his horns. Yeah. But, like, he wants to gore her with his penis. That's the one. Yeah. But he holds himself back. He does. He has to grab the bridge of his, his bent nose because he's a fighter. And she mm. says, she looks at him and she goes, hmm, tension headache? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> So then we find out that her dad is the unicorn of mob bosses because he is a quadrillionaire. However, he has gotten all that money but has not at all ever and would never traffic in drugs, guns, or people. Mm-hmm. Which, like, no. I'm so sorry, everyone. No, that's not how that works. I'm so sorry. I just, I can't believe it. I can't. I can't. I loved Santa because that's how he's described when we do meet him. He's like a skinny Santa. I I love him too, but like he ran some guns at some point. Like, shut your fucking mouth. He He didn't run any guns ever. Protection. Shut the fuck up, Melody. No. Anyway, 
So don't worry, he's a good mobster, and that's why we can feel okay about this book. <laughs> but don't worry. So, like, he's a chill dude, but, like, Alexander Sebastian is the opposite yeah. of a chill dude. Because he, yeah. at one point, he's, like, understate. So he's been put in charge of her. Oh, this is when we find out. He did not show up that day. He has been watching her and been her secret bodyguard for a month. He's, he's just been, been meandering around been Lincoln, Nebraska. Her. Nobody noticed the random fucking random gigormous Russian man tattooed. Oh God, tattoos everywhere! Like, oh God, oh, there's so many tattoos. I know. Oh man, and it will. Yeah. So, sorry, I'm gonna be flustered a lot. This <laughs> it's all right. I'll keep us on track. So then. She goes to sleep. Oh, and this is also when he tells her that she's not his type. And she's like, okay, ouch. I'm going to go to bed. This blows. She goes to bed. She has a dream about him. And Wait. then, what? Before she goes to bed, she like hey? looks over her. They have an interaction. And then he tells her, when a woman singles me out. <gasps> oh, my God. It's because she wants to get fucked. She mm -hmm. looks at the scars and tattoos and knows she'll get fucked hard. And yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I spent... There were so many times reading this book where my eyes just got gigormous. <laughs> so I... Like, I'm proud. I'm a proud romance reader in the fact that I can read the craziest fucking shit mm -hmm. with a straight face, right? Yep. Like, I'll be in public, like, reading, like, and there were some scenes in here where I was like that, but, like, there were a couple yeah. of times where I was like, this is not a book that I could read. I know. <laughs> public. Certain like, scenes, like, I would dissolve. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. I would dissolve yeah. into a pile of nervous giggles. Yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> so she, she, she goes to sleep, like you said, and yes. she has a then wet dream, has, and she's what, diddling mm. the dew. A little bit, a little bit. Listen, in her okay, sleep, in her sleep. As, have you had this experience? <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> I told you about my my dream. Have you had this experience where, like, you wake up rocking the boat a bit <laughs> in your Never bed? Never in my life. Never. <laughs> Never in my life. I've had this conversation because I like I read about it in books, and in books they're like, I woke up with my hands down my pants on the verge of orgasm, and I'm like, is this? A I asked some friends. I was like, is this a thing that people do? And then I found out that I'm the weird one. <laughs> No, and I've I never like, woken up with oh. my hands down my pants, but I do sleep with a body pillow, and I do accidentally abuse that I, body pillow every I once in a while. I also sleep with a body pillow, <laughs> and I've never in my life. Yeah, no, this is what I'm saying, though, is like, okay. I'm the weird one here, Melody. So like, okay. you're, you're, the right. way you started to bring it up, you were like, do I want to admit to the... Yeah, admit I mean... to it, because every fucking person, <laughs> other than me, apparently, huh. pumps shit in their sleep. <laughs> to say it like that though you know what i mean that's <laughs> just what's happening a little bit of i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry that i laid it out in bare terms okay yeah so then she hears him saying natalia are you dreaming about me natalia natalia she opens her eyes he is shirtless he's laying next to her with his with his hand all like on his elbow uh, propping himself up looking down at her and and he and so he asks her about this whole thing, and she says, well, I told you what I was doing. What the fuck are you doing here? And his answer is watching you and getting harder by the heartbeat. 
that too. And then he start, and then he he's like, "You make you make these sounds, your one noises, your moan. Mm. I hear them, and thought leaves my brain." And she's like, "You've been drinking, because like this is one of the few times we'll find out." Like so. Just, he doesn't drink, yeah. Yeah, at all. Really. Except occasionally because, like, that's just expected in the Russian mafia. You gotta drink some Yeah, vodka for toast and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I'm, actually, I'm not gonna say that out loud. That's a Russian word, and I'm gonna butcher it, and I'm not. He says, like, a little tiny a bit. Little. Yeah. And it was it was hot. And then she's like, And then he looks like, down. He starts undoing. Why do you call me pet? Why do you call me pet? Ma'am. Maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. you make a man want to call her and keep you? And keep you. Wowza. Meanwhile, he's looking down at her chest and he goes, what were you dreaming about that made those so hard? Then he undoes the buttons and like <laughs> and like opens the, the shirt like just, just enough to like keep her nipples covered. Yeah. And then he tells her that when she was in the bath, he's like, my greatest regret is that you didn't finish in front of me when you were in the bath. And he says that when she was in the bath, his mouth watered to suck these nipples. (laughs) And so basically he's fighting himself the whole time. Yeah, it's sort of on TM. Like. He okay, so he's fighting himself she the whole has time. Her skin tag at the end of this, to be Ugh. clear, but like Ugh. this is it's on. <laughs> it is yeah. on TM. Like yeah, but he's fighting himself the whole time, and he's like, "Tell me to stop and leave you alone. Tell me that I frighten you." And she's like, "No, I'm not going to tell you that. I want this. It's just that I'm. I don't want you to start because it seems like you're not going to follow through." And then he decides that he is going to show her what a mistake it is. To find him hot and sexy. And he's going to, he says, by the end of this, you're going to fear me. And then he starts doing a nipple play. He gives her a nipple orgasm. Like, he does not touch anything below the belt. But he does, like, Mm -mm. a bunch of, like, teasing and edging on her nipples and stuff. Which, like, Mm -hmm. I, that just boggles my mind. (laughs) As somebody with a large pair of tits, Mm -hmm. uh, it's very common for there to be like not super sensitive in the nipple area mm-hmm. and so like mm-hmm. i read these books or i have like i know people who talk about it in life and they're like oh yeah i love a nipple orgasm and i'm like what oh oh at one point when he's playing with her nipple so this is very important he says if you were mine i'd <gasps> pierce these force you to wear my gold and i was like <clears throat> yep. yep yep yeah yep absolutely that's the thing that just got said <laughs> And then she said, I've already been sexually tortured enough. Leave me alone. And he's like, maybe I should show you what real sexual torture is because he won't tell her anything. So she's like, since you refuse to tell me anything, I'll tell you everything. And that's basically how the rest of their relationship goes. He refuses to tell her anything. And she's like, you're so hot. and I want you so much. I've been attracted to you from the beginning. Blah, 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 blah. And then he says, if you knew me better, you wouldn't be saying this. He's like, I'm a contract killer. I'm an enforcer. You, And then he says, you wouldn't like it in my, my bed. I demand obedience. And she's like, all of this sounds great. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then she says, what are your special interests? And he says, I need to do filthy things to your body, Natalia. And I know I never can because she's taboo to him. She is mm-hmm. the Vor's daughter, the boss's daughter, his hero's daughter. 
Yeah. And and he and the only reason that he he was the one sent because he's the only one that her father trusted to take care of her. Right. And then he did promptly give her a nipple chase her down in a cornfield yeah. and give her a nipple orgasm in a yes. the airplane. And then she does one of the best things in the whole wide world, which is nobody has to know we should get it out of our system before we get to <laughs> Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's how that works. Uh-huh. And then he says, I'll give you a taste and you will fear me. So he keeps on saying things like submit to me. Um, he spanks her several times. It's so much. And then he starts like face fucking her. Yeah. While spanking her. With- and he says, he says, this was supposed to be a punishment for you. It was supposed to be a punishment for both of us. But At you woman- fucking love it. You need it, even if you don't know how badly. <gasps> At one point, he like before they get like, really into it, he says, you weren't supposed to be like this. Yeah, he see- he keeps on being like, fuck you. You were not supposed to be like this. You're ruining my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> he literally says at one point, fuck you twice yeah <laughs> and she's like, like i don't understand what did i do wrong and it's like you're giving head too well that's all and then isn't this the it's in many 69s are oh yeah i was like yeah because yeah. like i you don't see a whole lot of 69 i know I was great like, stuff hell yeah. So yeah and like she's like giving he's... him a beach and then he all of a sudden he's like he's like i just want one taste to get like so i can be sated and he flips underneath her She's on top of him doing a big old 69 and they, oh, at some, there's, he's always, gosh, he's always like, <laughs> he's always like, take my Russian seed from me. Yeah. My cock. So I'm about says, to give you says, your fill. Take my cum from me. And I yeah. was like, <laughs> that's a whole I thing. Dig it. Oh boy. And then, so he's like finger fucking her though. And so afterwards, this yes. is when he goes, you were tight. Very oh, much yeah. so. Surely you're not a virgin. And immediately I was like, oh, my God. Are we Come really on, man. a big fucking deal about this? And then, of course, he does. And so he's like, he's like, why are you on birth control? And God bless the representation. Because she's like, in her head, she's like, for my period, you fucking nitwit. Yeah. And then <laughs> I loved this because she said this episode is just going to be nothing but fucking quotes. There's so many good quotes. I know. And he's like, he's talking about despoil, like how he despoiled her. And she's like, despoil? You didn't just use that archaic word. Well, uh-huh. it's only to be expected since we didn't have a chaperone and your man root is so virile. Ooh, your man and I was root. Like, I love you. It's so good. It's so good. So he's like, that can never happen again. We have to forget it ever happened. Which obviously they never touch each other once ever again. For the no, end of book. book. This is it. Goodbye. This is the end. Yeah. Bye. My lady love. <laughs> yeah. So they get to the estate, and as she's going on her way in, she meets her like distant cousin Philippe, who is Russian, but went to boarding school in England and so has an English accent. Immediately. Immediately yeah. he came on scene and it was like it was so obvious. It was like this little fucking turd is yeah. about to cause some problems. Uh-huh, he does. Mm-hmm. So then she meets her dad. He's very excited about this. And one of my favorite things about this book is that apparently she's not the only one who either found him or tried to convince them that they're his kid. But Sebastian says, you're the only one that he ever wanted. 
to be his kid, yeah, though. Yeah, because she didn't know who he was. She's not a no. gold digger out to get it. She was just looking for her dad. Yeah. <sighs> that makes me so sad. I know. She's just looking for her family. Yeah. And, like, and she's actually kept it a secret. The only person who knows that she's been looking is her best friend mm-hmm. because she doesn't want her family to know because she doesn't she want, want her, her parents, mom to know her mom's that feelings. she's been seeking it out. Yeah. Although, like, to be clear, she has a severely dysfunctional relationship with her mother just based yeah. on the little bit that we saw it. Totally. Um, but that is the all, all I'm going to say about that because it barely ever comes up again in the book. Yeah. So, and the other thing is, like, she worked three jobs in addition to going to school so that she could afford the private investigators to find whatever family she has in Russia. And, and they're really impressed by that. Yeah, She's been fucked over by private investigators in the past, and she just keeps, she's desperate to find her birth parents. And mm-hmm. so she keeps taking that risk. Yeah. So she gets to her, like, giant, you know, plush suite and he's gotten her a million dollars worth of jewelry as of like a new welcome clothing. gift, brand new MacBook, all the, all the business. OK, she is now a mafia princess and she will be treated as such. And then that night they're having a welcome banquet so that she can meet all of the soldiers is incredible. Yeah. So Philippe picks her up at the door that night. And he is like, you know, trying to get to know her, being very charming and then when they get to the door, he pauses and, like, puts his hands on her shoulders and, like, gets himself into a a fairly suggestive, like, position in front of her. Mm-hmm. And Sebastian opens the doors and it, they see, they're, they're just caught in this, like, pose. Meanwhile, she's like, I don't know what, what's, what he's doing or whatever. Like, why does Sebastian look so mad? Well, and so to be clear, like to give this some context, because mm. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. And I don't know if it's like this in other Russian. What is it? The Bratva? Yeah, Bratva. Yeah. Um, Bratva. Folks, but like if you if it seems like you are trifling together, mm-hmm. uh, you're as good as married. I mean, if it's the boss's daughter. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah essentially. <laughs> and so like f- it, this becomes a continuous sticking point thing like philippe is continuously trying to get yeah. them into suggestive situations it's true yeah yeah um yeah you break that hymen you buy it you know and that is what <laughs> that's what philippe is trying to accomplish right now <clears throat> so she goes in and her dad's like is everything okay and she's like oh everything's totally fine this is amazing thank you so much they get hammer town doing toasts and you know there's so much food and it's Having incredible a good time. at one point philippe is trying to like mansplain a dish to her and Sebastian's like, she studied Russian. I think she's fine over there. She's fluent in a, like, she she can speak a couple of different languages decently, but, like, she's fluent in Russian because for her yeah. degree, she has to have some sort of, she has to take, like, five years of a language, and mm-hmm. so she chose Russian because she knew that she was Russian. from there, and she might want to talk to family someday if she ever found them. Ooh! And then... And then... She puts her foot up. Because she's decided that she's just a little, she's just drunk enough. And so she is like, I'm going to tease the shit out of this fucking enforcer. And so she Mm -hmm. takes her, actually, no, you have to take this one. (laughs) Oh, oh, you're right. I just remembered. (laughs) I'll I'll take the maid closet. You take this, please. Perfect, perfect. So (laughs) 
She I'm takes off her shoe. My composure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She takes off her shoe while everybody else is like arguing about sports cars, and she gives him. She starts giving him a foot job under that table because he is across from her. And he's very like giving her stern looks and like you can't you can't be doing this like don't do that. His dick like pulses against the sole of her foot a couple of times because he's so into it. And then after that, she's like, "Okay, well, I'm really oh, I'm so tired. I gotta go to bed. Goodbye, everyone. I'm gonna walk and really slowly to my room." She walks into the hallway and she's like <laughs> slowly meandering her way back. And then while she's going around, she's waiting for him, hoping that oh he's my gonna God. come to her. And guess what? He does. He comes rolling down that hallway like oh, yeah. a and he's pissed. black storm. Oh, and he's he mad. Is like, oh my god, he's so mad. And then he basically, not basically, he pulls her into a maid's closet. Yeah. And this is such a mood because she's like, oh man, maid. This is such an old maid's closet. I bet there's been all sorts of trysts happening here in here. Oh yeah, because this and is then, a former czar's house that was like purchased yeah. and renovated. And then he just fucking takes over her mouth. Basically, and he's like, Your eyes were begging me to bend you over that table mm-hmm. and plunge into your pussy. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, Yes, yes, that's what I want. And he's yeah, like, That's exactly Christ. what I want. Like, shit. And he's, and then, the, so basically, his whole thing like, is like, Don't ever tease me because you teased me so much. I'm going to show you exactly what I felt like and I'm going to tease you. Mm-hmm. So he, go he ahead. He ends up like, making her come like so fucking hard and then he fucking makes her lean back and hold her knees up to her chest and then and her, he her 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 ankles him. are on his shoulders his shoulder and then he comes all over her vulva and he says and watch rubs, me come on you and then he rubs it into her skin yeah and then he's like do not ever tease me again i only play games when i make the rules and uh-huh. i was like and he's like, you won't like the consequence. Oh, oh, oh. And then after he rubs it into her yeah. skin, because yeah. to be clear, she ha- they haven't taken her underwear off, right? So yeah. he's basically been fucking her. Yeah, he's been rubbing the like, underside the, of like his over cock. Her underwear? Mm-hmm. But he slaps her pussy. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah. I was like, I love a pussy slap, man. Yeah. Like, when, um, like and it, it's just very unusual. Even in a BDSM novel, like, yeah. I feel like they're... There is not enough pussy slapping. Agreed. There's not enough pussy slapping. There's not enough tit slapping in yes! BDSM novels. Any, any novels. Any of them. Like, uh, like the ass has seen enough. The ass I know. has seen enough. Right? It's been played out, that one. Sabrina, can I tell you my favorite detail about this sexy times? Uh-huh. When he's... <laughs> When he's going to go fuck her, like, you know, rub the underside of his dick and, like, basically fuck the slit of her. Oh, my God. It's so graphic. I thought at first that he pulled her underwear over to the side. But, listener, he doesn't do that. (gasps) He reaches in and he pull with his thumbs and he pulls her lips apart so that her underwear is, like, in the middle of the slit. slit. And then... Does a big wowza. Big grinding to <laughs> orgasm. Big grinding. I, like, honestly, like, this was a wet shit. hump. This is not a dry yeah. hump. This is a very wet hump. Oh, my hump. God. This is a wet <laughs> hump. And, yeah. then, and it, oh, my God. And then he's, like, tugging on her nipple. That's uh-huh. another thing is there's so much, like, nipple abuse. And it's, like, yeah. as kink, it's not, mm-hmm. like, if you, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. 
and like as like a sexual act yes like, yes, the yes. sexual act yeah mm-hmm and I just, if you're not, wow. if, if there are any listeners not in the BDSM scene, then hmm. like the abuse, the term abuse does not necessarily mean yeah, what you're assuming it means. Yes. Uh, but yeah. And he, oh, and then after he is like, he gets his hand all wet at, at 1.2 and he like puts his hand in her mouth. Oh and yeah. Starts, like fingering he tells her to her suck. Throat. It's, listen, it goes places this and is, we loved it. It was <laughs> Like the sex in this book is yeah. some of the best sex I've read mm-hmm. in a book. I mean, she's Cressley Cole. Her like bow down. You know what I mean? I don't remember being quite this. Like I've read the first couple of books in her Immortals After Dark series, and I yeah. do not remember being quite this enthralled. Interesting. Like, Interesting. So you know how people say that um, Tessa Bailey is the queen of dirty talk. I feel like this book makes me feel like. Cressley Cole could also be in the, the running for that title. Cressley Cole is also in that royal family. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. This, there's a reason that you and I are quoting. <laughs> I don't know that you and I have ever quoted as much as I don't we have think so. I don't this think book, so. And we're only an hour in. I know. We're, we're, we're like a third of the book in. I know. Wait, so he says, don't ever tease me again or you won't like the consequences. And she says in her mind. Note to self. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Sebastian at earliest opportunity. Investigate consequences. Oh. And I was like, that's a mood. That's but a it doesn't work. Mood. It is a fucking No. Mood. No, it doesn't work. He ignores her for a he's full hot week. He's cold. He's yes. Yes, and he's, and he's no. no. He's, he's in and not he's in out. yet. No, he's but definitely not in yet. <laughs> he's he's delaying the in. Okay. <laughs> so and when they see each other, he asks like if she's gonna stay because She's been there for seven days, and they're like, so you live here now? You're going to abandon your whole life in America, and you live here now? We abducted you from your home that you've lived in your entire life. Yeah. But, like, you're a Russian princess, and you live here now, right? Yeah. And so she's feeling a lot of pressure from, like, multiple angles. Because she also, right around here, she has a conversation with her dad that involves like what it would mean to live there and how, you know, how it would be different once the danger is gone. And then he also asks her if like the attraction is two-sided because Sebastian has told him I was inappropriate with your daughter and I have like I have sexy feelings yeah! for her. And not family feelings for her. Move, bro. It's hot. Yeah, it's hot. And and she's like, well, I mean, yes. And then he sort of gives her the lay of the land as far as both the mafia situation is concerned and Sebastian. So he says that if they continue to canoodle, they're going to be basically married. Like, that's, that's just how it works. Either don't canoodle or canoodle for keeps. And she's like, okay, wow, that is a lot. That's a lot, a lot, a lot. And then he says, I actually thought you might go for Philippe because, you know, Sebastian has some demons. There's some darkness and shadows like in his Mm -hmm. life, in his past. Um, Which even even he even he doesn't know what those are because he's never probed for it. Like he knows that some bad shit happened, but like he Mm -hmm. doesn't know all of the details. Although I like after finishing the book, I have a lot of questions about like Mm -hmm. and I don't think we're ever gonna get answers to them. No. Of like 
her dad had to know what family he was from. I think he did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he did. Because he... So we find out that um, he found Sebastian on the streets of St. Petersburg. He saw him basically, like, fighting an old man, and he wouldn't stop getting up. Or not an old man, but, like, a man when he was 13. Mm -hmm. And every time he would get hit, he would get back up. And then finally... Like, the dude tired himself out, and that's when Sebastian got his one hit in and knocked the guy out. And when and, her father asked why he didn't stop and why he didn't give in, his answer was, shame is more painful than blows. Which ends up Ooh. being kind of a metaphor, and it's not great. Like, shame isn't just shame, and it's bad. Yeah. So... Then he's like, I, I brought him into, like, my mentorship, and now he's, like, the best enforcer. He's also a vor, we find out. Like, he's, he's like, a leader on his own. Mm-hmm. And then he ignores her for another week. And God. then she invites Philippe out for a horse ride because she has horses now. She's a horse girl now. And Sebastian comes up right as they're about to leave, and he's like, oh, Philippe. You need to be seen inside. Somebody needs you. Like, Kovaliev needs to see you. Um, I'm going to take her on a horseback ride. And Philippe is like, no, the fuck you're not. She's going to come inside like, with yes, me. she's like, yes, the fuck he is. Yeah, absolutely. And she he doesn't says, care about Philippe like that. She just no. wants to go for a horseback ride. She doesn't care who it is. And it's just it's just lucky that it is uh, Mr. Ice King over there. Wow. Yeah. And Sebastian looks at Philippe and he says in Russian, she's with me. And Philippe looks at her and he He's like, is he like, are you with him? And she's like, like not. No. And then they get on the horse and and they leave. They have like some fun conversations, but that's not the important part. This is when it became very clear to me that Sebastian is a blusher and it slaughtered me. (gasps) He cannot keep the red off of his cheeks like a ton of times throughout this book. And I was Mm -hmm. like. I just love a blushy boy. I love a blushy broken boy. I hear you. I hear in you. In a book anyway. To an extent, right. though, because there are so many times in this fucking book where I was just like, Natalie, I'll put it this way. Natalie put up with it a lot longer than I would have been Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Like, wow. Yeah. So there's a big storm that happens. And, oh, no, they have to take refuge in a Russian sauna. Just a country mm-hmm. sauna. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a little outbuilding. And he puts they her in there. In. Uh-huh. They walk Go. in and she, I would just like to clock this because I clocked it. And I was like, please, 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 please make use of this. And then every time I've ever done, 99% of the time when I do that in a book, I'm like, please make use of this thing that you made a note of in the book. Mm-hmm. They don't. And I'm like, that's a yeah. missed fucking opportunity. They don't because there are these like, switches essentially like reed switches that they would wet and then like hit each other on the back in the sauna so that it like to increase blood circulation and i was Mm -hmm. like please for the love of god use that on her use that on her you have to and then guess what so he's like take off your clothes because Mm -hmm. we're gonna go warm up in the sauna and then she's like what no i don't want to and he's like there's one thing you should know and she's like what's that and he's like I wasn't asking. And that is a refrain throughout the book. And I love 
loved it. I know. So they go into the sauna and then have this like back and forth where he's like, he's trying to like keep control of himself and not do what he wants to do to her. He doesn't want to defile her. Right. And she's like, please, I hate, like, I'm so angry that you introduced me to the possibilities out there and I want it. And, but, and he, and then like, why won't you just let me have it? Well, but then she also says, I do like, I, I'm obviously into this, but I did hear about that fucking is forever thing. And like, I don't want that. So we can't have penetrative sex. And he says, you control this situation, Natalia. And so he's like, tell me what you want. And then she, and she says, she's always saying more, but she reiterates that they're not going to have penetrative sex. And then he and says, he fully thought that they were going to be having penetrative sex yeah, in this instance. Absolutely. He was, yeah, he was campaigning for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so he says, you only care about preserving your way out. Like, all you can think about is how to make sure you, you're not with me at the end of this. Fine. I won't fuck you until you beg me. But if you can't resist me, that's not on me. That's not my fault. Oh. <gasps> So then Sir. he does tie her legs up, okay? And her arms. And her arms. Then he starts using the ladle with, um, he starts going back and forth between the super hot water Wait. and ice cold. What? What? So he tell, like he ties her up and all of that. And then he says, yeah. I want you to see the need I'll be battling. And he's oh, like yeah. touching himself. He gets very and naked. And then he... Puts a blindfold on her and is mm-hmm. like, and then I want you to do nothing but feel. And uh-huh. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. So yeah. she's all tied up and blindfolded. By the way, she she got dropped in the deep end of the kink pool. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. There wasn't really a slow roll situation for her, mm-hmm. and it works. And my note here though is, oh my god, he's got her dressed up like a sexy turkey. She, yeah. <laughs> It's true. And then she and then later in the book she calls it that she's like he trusts me up like a turkey and I was like same yep. brain girl. Yep. Same brain. So, as he's going back and forth between the hot water and the cold water, he starts um feeding her cold water so that she can not be so parched, okay? Feeding Bye-ya. it with wait, with his finger, all right? And she's like sucking it down. She's so into it. But then she feels the head of his cock just like on right on her mouth and she keeps on reaching up to like get more of the cock in her mouth and he won't let her but then he starts pouring the cold water down his cock so that's how she drinks it (laughs) she's just slurping at the head of his cock and it's incredible (laughs) yeah and then he is like if you like don't come without my permission and she's like please i need to come and he says say it in russian (gasps) and so she does and then he says because he's going down on her he's like Mm -hmm. eating the hell out of that puss and the first time in her life it, yeah, and he says, so she says, please, in Russian, and then yeah. he says, enjoy more of my kiss. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, yes, please. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But he keeps on like pressuring her. He's like, he's like, ask me, beg me, beg me for my cock. And she's like, no, I'm super not going to do that. And he's, he's being like, submit to me, you know, bend to my will. He says surrender surrender a ton throughout this book and like no complaints. No complaints at all. Yeah. And then she's like, no, I don't know you well enough to sign on for forever. Basically. He decides to basically punish her for it. Kind of. But like sexy punishment? punishment? Yeah. And he goes and gets one of those reedy switches. Yeah. And like she has water all over her and he starts slapping her breasts with it. Yeah. And she's like almost about to come. And then he's all pissed off. And so he's like, like consensually hitting the shit out of her breasts with this reed. And And then he he starts fucking her with the handle of that ladle. Yeah. But before uh-huh. that, he says, understand me. If I'm your first lover, oh, I God. will be your last. Because oh, he's God. basically, like, telling her, and, and I would Terrifying. kill any man who touched you. Terrifying. He will say that just out loud later, mm-hmm. you know? And then he so. says, then I won't fuck you till you beg me to outside of this torment. Because I'm playing to win. Oh, my God. He sure is. And then you are so right. He fucks the hell out of her with the handle of the ladle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So then afterwards, they're talking about the status of their relationship because she realizes that the the groom from the, you know, stable is there to get the horses. This manipulative little shit. He's, it's a big manipulation. And, like, this was one of the parts where I was like, this is super fucked Alexi, all right, this is super fucked up. Then there's another part, like, at three quarters of the way in where I was like, this is extra super duper fucked up. Can I say another thing that there's not yeah. enough of in books? Yeah. After she gives him a blowjob, because this ends with her going down on him. Yes. After she, like, he, like, after partially unties her. She has to liberate like, herself. Mm-hmm. So that she can like, rush over. To, to him. Yeah. And then after he comes, she basically like sucks him like a pacifier. Like she like mm. self-soothes with his cock. And mm. if, I love that. That's not enough in books, y'all. Do you? And then he feeds her his cum again because like it's like, me out a little she, bit. Like, I'm gonna be honest I love with you. it. It weirds me out. <laughs> I, I just oh god. I was like, this is so not- glad you love that. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. I'll enjoy that. You're allowed to enjoy the under the tip. Yeah, under the table foot job. Yeah. Yep. So, thing. okay, basically, she's like, if you called the groom and you told them to be here in no less than two hours, everybody's going to know what we've been doing. And he's like, yes, that is correct. Absolutely. She's <laughs> like, so <laughs> it it seems like everybody's going to think that you're like plighted now that you're you're saddled with me forever. And he's like, yes, absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go tell your dad that we're together now. And she's like, wait a minute. This whole time I was saying we're not going to fuck because then we won't be signed on for forever. And then he says, we're inevitable. Mm -hmm. And she says, she says, no, like volcanoes are inevitable. Bad things are inevitable. And he says, no, powerful things are. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, you don't know this because you don't have a ton of sexual experience. But like the magic that happened, the alchemy that happened in this room and in the maid's closet and in the airplane, that is not normal. No. 
That is like unicorn level sex. And this is when we find out that the reason that he's been so hot and cold the last couple of weeks is because her dad asked him to give her a couple of weeks to settle in. And so he hasn't, he can't keep his chill. So he's given he her literally cool. 14 days. Exactly 14 exactly days. Exactly 14 days. And we find out that like from get the first time he saw her, he was like, yeah, that's mine. That's the first truck. time he saw her when in he started sandbox. stalking her for his, yeah. her dad, he called her dad to be like, you need to bring somebody else out here because I am having carnal thoughts about your daughter and they are dark and they are deep. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. So basically, like, so she's like trying to. Meanwhile, listener, this poor thing, that whole conversation and then getting dressed and then getting like shoved out the door is her aftercare. Like, I it's did make really a note of that. Bad. I was like, this is bad after. Bad. Bad. So they, they go they back, to, back the to the house. Everyone's like staring at yeah. them walking up. Because everybody and knows then, they've been gone for too long in a storm. Yeah. And then he straight up just macks a good one on her in the front hallway. He's just and making out with her face on Philippe, the front steps. Philippe comes out and Philippe Always is mad. Pissed. He says, did you have a good time with the guard dog? Oh, Philippe. God, Philippe, you fucking Such a dick nose. Yeah, and so she's like, okay, well, now everybody definitely absolutely knows that, you know, we've done sexy things because he just, like, she said she thought it was going to be, like, you know, a regular kiss goodbye or whatever, but and then he was going to light that so fire in her again. She... This was like the next day and she's Mm. in her dad's office and she and her dad are talking and she's like, I, that's not what I want. Like, I'm not ready to be essentially betrothed. And her dad Well, because he says you have two choices. You either are okay with being betrothed or I have to send Alexi away. And so she says, okay, then send him away. And he walks in (sighs) smiling because he's mm-hmm. so happy, and then he hears her say that, and it's like like iron shutters just dropping on his face. Yeah. And meanwhile, I hate that I was sad for him because I was mm-hmm. so angry at him for doing that. he was that. such a big manipulator. Ugh. Yeah, and so then he storms and- off, and she says, yeah, go find some other like submissive bimbo to give you what I obviously can't. And he says, that's the plan, pet. Well, then he goes after her. So she goes after him and like storms yeah. after him into his car. And he turns around at one point and he, he she's like, you don't understand. And he's like, I understand perfectly. You want me to make you come. You mm. crave for me to fuck you, but only if it ends there. Beyond sex anything with me doesn't appeal to you and then he tears off in his mercedes and meanwhile she's like i don't know if anything else about you appeals to me because i don't know you you Mm -hmm. refuse to tell me anything about yourself how am i supposed to say yeah sure i'll spend the next 50 years with this this fucker if i don't know you that's bananas but like not to the russian mob i guess yeah, You're probably not mob. for him. Probably not for him. Yeah, <laughs> pro- probably not for him. You're right. So anyway, she's like, oh, he's going to fuck some other lady. I'm so mad about it. How dare he? We're definitely done now. Like, we're super done. <sighs> he comes both, back. They are, they are children. 
Yeah. Arguing over a toy truck in the sandbox, and they don't realize that the each other is the toy truck. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, I need y'all to just, like, I need both of you to simmer down. Yeah. Okay? I just need you to, like, take two deep breaths. Mm-hmm. That's it. And mm-hmm. just have a yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. And they can't. So he comes back Incapable. the next day, and they're going into her father's study sort of independently, but at the same time. And so she's like, oh, yeah, you get some you get some strange pussy. You so happy with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're proud of what you stuck it in. Yeah. You happy yeah. now. You so happy. And he's like, I did. I wasn't with anyone else. And then they go inside and she says, like, we're going to be fine. We're going to be total grownups about this. I am going to move to Russia. I live here now. Someday I'll go to, I'll finish my degree here, blah, 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 blah. And we're going to be fine. We're going to be adults. And then then. Philippe walks in. Philippe walks in with a bloody hand that's wrapped in some cloth and Mm -hmm. a fucking machine gun. And he has gone full Looney Tunes. He has lost it. Because turns out, we've been getting hints this entire time that he is a gambler Mm -hmm. who is in deep. And then everything was fine. Well, so then everything went bad because he was supposed to be the heir to Natalie's dad. And then... Which, like, also he wasn't. He was just letting people believe that. Oh, no. Yeah, because it was Sebastian. Yeah. And so Phil- Philippe, it, it went bad because it got around that her father, like, the day she gets there has already rewritten his will so everything goes to her and everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And so everything goes bad for Philippe. And then it got around that he and her were trifling which was not true, but it mm-hmm. seemed like it. And so then everything was fine again. And then it got out that she and Sebastian were essentially betrothed and things were not fine for Philippe. Well, again. yeah, because exactly. now so his, not fine. Yeah, his creditors are like, you don't have took- anything to pay us with. We know that you don't if you're not the heir. And so they took three of his fingers. And so Philippe has decided, um, okay, I know where I'll get that money. I'm going to basically sell her father for ransom. Do a bounty. He's going to yeah. turn her her dad in for a bounty. And Sebastian's like, hey, this hasn't like super gotten out yet, but the bounty no longer exists because I wasn't in some strange pussy. Thank you very much. I was just doing a giant murder on the guy doing the bounty. And he's like, oh, like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Sebastian's like getting in between Philippe and her. And then finally it gets to the point where Philippe, like, starts, you know, shooting all shooting. over the place. He tackles her and her dad, Kovaliev, dies. He gets super shot and, like, dies in her arms. Uh, dies in their arms. Both got, of them. I got, I, I got I was really attached about this. to him. Yeah. And, like, I was really sad. I know. <laughs> I know. And while he's dying, he says, you did the right thing. Like, don't feel bad about this. You know that if you would have saved me, I never would have been able to live with her dying. So do not feel guilt about this. You did the right thing saving her. And then she sa- he says, you belong to each other now. You need to take care of each other. And uh, uh, now he's dead. Oh, no. Yeah. And so it's time to go. Like, it's time to get the fuck out of Dodge. 
Well, because Philippe is saying that if he didn't know that the guy was dead and the bounty is over, the everybody other else bounty hunters also don't know. Yeah, he's like people are on their way. So like you need to like get out of here. And then she watches um Sebastian shoot Philippe in the head. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Then as they're like getting away. Yeah, double tap. Yeah. Bang bang. Yeah. Cuz he got so... he got shot before too. Anyway. So then he then he they beats on, somebody to death. Yeah, like and like was gonna beat this dude into a bloody like did beat him into a bloody pulp, and she had to like pull him off of this guy because they're gonna leave by boat mm-hmm. because you know like they don't know who's guarding the gate and they don't know who's loyal to them or not, and they can right. hear gunshots and fighting outside of the boathouse, and so they get on the boat and go. And turns out, un- unsurprisingly, because this is a you know a mafia boat, uh, <laughs> it's all stocked. It's got yeah. her fake passport, which has. Her name, Natalie Sebastiev. Fake last name. Yeah. No, it has his last name. It's his. And then another passport <laughs> that says Roman Sebastiev. And mm-hmm. I was like, but isn't his name Alexander? And then I was like, no. I'll bet oh. you money his name's going to be fucking a Roman. I'm yeah. so proud of myself at the end oh, of this Oh, you are. Book. Look at you. You're a and, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I know. Yeah. And so he that like it's got that they've got like a little bit of clothing they have food and they are just on a boat for a while it takes them they decide they're going to paris they got to get to paris they're both Um, obviously in shock yeah and she ends up like sitting next to him at the captain's chair they talk about it a tiny bit she talks about it a tiny bit he doesn't really and then he takes her and when she falls asleep on him he takes her and puts her to bed but then she wakes up to just like bang, bang, bang. She doesn't know where this banging is coming from. So she goes to investigate. She walks into another cabin and Sevastiev is sitting in the bottom of the shower, just punching the fuck out of the marble shower wall. He has broken marble tiles. His hand is a bloody mess. She's trying to be like, she's trying to get him to stop. And then she's like, you know, she gets in front of him. The water's all over them. And he says, what do you want from me? And do you know what she says? Do you have it? I want what's mine. Oh, yeah. No, he says, I want what's mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. She she says, oh, what do you yeah, want from I gotta, me? I jumped ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's extra on now they're gonna do penetrative sex he just like and like it's out of control there is no lead up to this like it's a good thing that she was already wet because like he basically picks her up and then fucks her real hard against that like the non-broken wall in the shower and like he's coming and then he while he's inside of her he says you're giving me such a hot wet clutch about to steal my cum from me before i'm ready (laughs) sir golly no, the other thing Although is I, when I, he I, lowers her down onto his cock, she's like getting a little bit nervous and being like, "Oh, I'll I'll just like go take it a little slowly or whatever." And he whispers in her ear, "You will take it for me." <gasps> and she's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I will." Turns out, and then he does. Mm-hmm. He does yeah. come inside of her. And then, are you ready for one of my most favorite scenes ever? Yes, please. Yes, he. Please pulls out of her and like takes her into the bedroom 
yeah. and sits and he oh no he doesn't pull out of her he doesn't pull out of her once no he she's still he <sighs> this is a full this is a full uh ipb number seven yes yes and he like walks her over and sits down on the bed and then he's like like just starting to harden up again and then he lifts her up turns her around and splays her leg like splays her legs over his legs and spreads his legs uh-huh. and is like look at yourself watch yourself in the mirror and there is a mirror there and he says any man would kill for you and and then he does he pulls back out and you can see the cum uh-huh. out of her and he said and he like oh, spreads her yeah. and he's like you see my cum inside you and yeah. then like and then he, he says i've never come in anyone before did you feel it and she's like yeah it was just hot, just painting my insides like, or whatever. This need I have for you, it should unsettle you. And she says, why? And oh he God. says, because it unsettles me. That's terrifying. That is objectively fucking terrifying. That's hot. He is a stalking <laughs> mafia enforcer who, like, just killed two people in front of her. That's terrifying I was objectively horny for it. i mean nope. i was also horny for it however uh, yeah that's true that's true oh! book, book like sabrina reading book hot as fuck somebody actually said <laughs> i would have i would have already checked out of this yeah, entire oh, yeah. situation yeah. I, Ooh, I, don't I don't know like... i think i would have been a little bit stigmatized for a while <laughs> oh yeah what do they call it she she and jess call it something in this book it's like dick I don't know. Fuck. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, so he's like, you know that you're mine now. We t- we chatted about this already. You're mine. We are going to leave St. Petersburg and we're going to go on a road trip to Paris. Yeah, what is it? Dick glamoured. Oh, dick glamoured. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's mood. So after they get... Oh, so on the boat, two things happen after he's like, you're mine now forever, Z's. He hands her a letter from her dad, and then he also sees some bruises on her hips, and he does a big freak out, being like, I did that to you, which is like, come I, on, man. When I fucking, literally, I read that scene where so he dumb. saw the bruises and all, and I, like, immediately, I was like, don't you fucking dare. Yeah. And then guess what? A he does a Christian Grey. dared. Yeah. Like, Oh my god! Like, How the she's fuck about, dare like, you? I oh god! We'll get he to it. up Ugh. this fucking need in Pandora's me. box. Yeah, and then you're just gonna shove me into a cage? Fuck you! Yeah, for sure. We haven't gotten Especially, there yet, though. Oh. But we will right now because her the letter from her dad is like. I think you two could be really, really great for each other, but you need to get him to open up about his past and his childhood and, like, teach him to talk to you, basically, is what her dad suggests. And so uh-huh. she's like, okay, great. that w- This is going to be awesome. I'm going to go live with him in Paris and we're going to do this thing. Yeah. Quote. I wasn't a big fan of women trying to fix men to change them. I always figured there were guys enough out there so I should look for a total package that it was already fully IKEA assembled or go yeah. without. And I read that and I was like, "Yeah, girl." And then she's that not gonna did not happen. And she's I was super like, not gonna. She she didn't even like like 
for half a second, she did not even... I... She did a flail to an airport one time. It's fine. So, listen. Here's what happens. On the yeah, way down to the... after two uh, Listen, I know. So, they're in the car on the way down to Paris, and she's like, ooh, I found a BDSM magazine. Look at these nipple clamps. And he's like, we'll never talk about it again. And she's like, ooh, look at the way that she's strapped down to, like, a, you know, whatever. And he's like, stop it, stop it. We don't do that anymore. You don't like that anymore. And that is how their sex life continues. He's like, it's only vanilla missionary from now on because I, I respect you. <laughs> basically, he's got a Madonna whore complex. Yeah. Fuck you, bro. Yeah. And also, yeah. like, at this point, though, like, I would, like, this was a point, though, where I was like, maybe she does need to cool it a little bit on the kink, though, because she literally says, was I ready to commit to a BDSM relationship with this man? Well, at least that way I would have a defined relationship. And I was like, you are going into, like, I understand this, this is, is a not novel, but, like, there's, uh, to, to be clear, listener, do not read this book as a, some kind of BDSM Bible, because there's, no. like, this is not... No, this is firmly Chris, tips and this tricks. This is not rack. Like no, Mm-mm. no, uh, uh-uh. no, no. You know what? The sex <laughs> is hot as shit. If you can get the content, if you can get the consent, like, and you have like a healthy, safe, happy BDSM re- like it- relationship yes. with somebody. Oh my god, read the shit. Out of yes, this book and like recreate these scenes. But, yeah. Like, if you don't know anything about BDSM, do not come into this book and be like. I'm this is how we do it expert this is how we do it because you will get your shit rocked and it will not be a good time you gotta get fucking taken advantage of no yes, the I. only thing that he hates more than the thought of other men touching her is the thought of giving her enough information for her to make an educated choice <laughs> like that's the only oh thing. my god you are so right <laughs> that's like, like yeah. oh my god he he's such a cagey little shit like he's yeah. and it's he bad. Inca- he speaks five fucking languages and I know, cannot right? t- speak. It's like, yikes. It's yikes. So ugh. on the so this is how they're so now she's just like locked in a Parisian townhouse. She can't go anywhere because danger. He keeps on leaving, but he won't tell her what he's doing, who he's talking to, what the issue is, what the status of the danger is, nothing. He refuses to talk to they her. They literally have vanilla missionary sex and get each other off by talking about a fantasy. They dirty talk each other to fucking orgasm about her him taking her ass. Yeah. And, like, it was super fucking hot. And he's like, that's what, like, lots of couples fantasize about things and don't ever do it. Oh, my God. Get fucked. I mean, and that's then, true. Then, but also. Oh, my God. I have very rarely have I been so fucking pissed on behalf of a heroine because she's Mm. been so open and like she's telling him things and like being honest and all of these things and she says like he like shuts down and she says don't close me out and he (gasps) says how could i close you out when i never let you in oh that would have been it that would have been it he said it out loud i'm he said the quiet part out loud you gotta get out of there yeah I, I mean, that. that's, yeah, we, in a perfect world, that's what we would do. Yeah, that's oh. like in a perfect world. I'd be telling you to get the fuck out of there. That's you tell right. me about it, I'd be like, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And I would need you to do the same for me. I know, right? But meanwhile, we'd be so digmatized. Oh, so yeah. he, the glamour um, is strong with this one. God. But it gets to the point where she's like, okay, my two goals are get him to have sex I like and also get him get to him talk to, to me. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, 
at some point she's like, oh, she starts diddling herself in front of the camera because the whole place she's is wired. Going to like force him into such a horny haze of ridiculousness that he just need. Yeah, that, that he, he loses control. Uh huh. So he calls her as she's mid diddle, and he's like, "You better stop doing that. You better stop oh, yeah, it." Yeah, because there's cameras. Yeah, the whole place is wired with cameras. Uh huh. And so he and can see this. So then he comes up and he ends up fucking her real good. And she's like, we did it. Yay. Yay. And he's like, I can't believe that you you coerced me into doing that. Like, I I can't believe I, I defiled you like that. Blah, blah, blah. I, mm-hmm. I can't believe I've like I've made you descend down to my level. And she's like, I don't know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. I like this sex. Like and he, and and she says, you didn't change me or anything. Maybe I hadn't had sex like this before, but I was certainly curious. Like, you can look at my porn favorites tab. And then we find <sighs> out that the reason he's mm-hmm. doing this, the reason he is not giving her what she craves, is she and he are being cock-blocked from beyond the grave. Yeah. Because... Her father also wrote him a letter. And to be clear, it's not like her father said, don't do kinky shit with my daughter. Right. What her father fucking said was essentially treat her like a treasure. Take care of her. And he took that as, I can't get, like, she doesn't know her own mind. And so I need to treat her like a treasured porcelain little fuck doll. Except she's not a fuck doll anymore. And that's the problem. And that's the problem. Like, (sighs) come on, man. Yeah. And so she is like, listen to me right now. You have needs. I have needs. If we don't satisfy each other, like, you're going to go find it somewhere else. And, like, did you ever think that I might go find it somewhere else? Oh, and he is not okay with that. He's like, I'm sorry. You want to be a person with sexual agency? How the fuck dare you? So this started starts as a dream. Okay. And then it turns into a total nightmare. No, it doesn't. Wait. He sets her up for the sex club. Yes. Okay. Okay. I thought dream. you were skipping a bunch of shit. And I was like, no. ma'am. Fucking dream. He sends her a pretty yeah. dress. And he's like, we're going to go eat uh-huh. some very light food. And then they go. And then on top of that, like, yes, he's giving into her sex stuff, like her sexual like desires. But at dinner, he actually opens up a little bit because she yeah. asks him. Why he doesn't drink alcohol, and he tells her that it's because his father was an alcoholic, and he doesn't want to be like him, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, she's like, yay, 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 he opened up to me, he shared, yeah. like, something about himself, I'm so yeah. happy, and then... Then he takes her to a brand new private room in a Parisian sex club. It is a private room that has a mirror that could be two ways or could be a one way, well, uh, with a, a view of an orgy. Orgy. Yeah. And like a just like an open playroom. It's not quite an and then orgy. He plays, and then he's no. There's an orgy going on in there. I mean, yes, but I don't know. Like it didn't maybe it was just the way it was described. There was definitely Yeah, an that's true. Orgy, there, there, but she was like, always it, talking about like like set couples scenes. or thruples yeah, or it's, whatever. It's a, it's a kink club. Yeah. Like yeah. so like obviously there's some orgy stuff going on elsewhere, like in parts of it, but it's also yeah. like some people are just like having one on one sixty nine ings or like yes. getting spanked or whatever. Right. And then they he I had an issue with this Sebastian. Thank you. Because I had a big he issue basically with this. plays fucking kink chicken with her, where he's like essentially, if you can make it through this, 
base if you can make it through this with these the, the, it's basically the fucking kink sats like like if it's you, worse than if, that oh, he says yeah. he so he sets her up he ties her up he puts a like a a chain like a chain that's connected to nipple clamps in her mouth mm-hmm. and he says if you want this to stop all you have to do is drop the chain and everything will stop and I was like, okay, he, great. Wait, but yeah, I was like, great. He set up a safe situation. This is perfect. Which, but like, then, to be clear, I was all for that because this is yeah. the closest we've come to a safe word this entire yeah. fucking book. Yes. Like, I was yes. so into it. And then, and then this motherfucker rolls in and he says, like, he starts doing things that are pushing her. No, no, no. Level. Before that, he sets up a completely and utterly unsafe situation because the safe word mm-hmm. is not a safe word. The safe Mm -hmm. word is if you safe word at any point during this scene where I'm going to do things that make us both uncomfortable, we will never consider any kink ever again, period, the end. So he's setting up a situation in which she cannot say no to anything if she ever wants to get like a spanking ever in her life. He he starts like, like this is kink chicken. He starts taunting her basically because he's, he knows he's doing things that are like beyond her comfort level. Yeah. And so he's doing that and he's like, you know, all you have to do to make this stop is drop the chain. Yeah. And she's like, uh, he does I wish I could. And over and over again. Like he open, he makes it so that it's a two way window now, so everybody in the sex room can see Which him doing things to her. I mean, like to be clear, problematic Listen, as fuck. Super so problematic. Hot. So hot. Uh, this like if <laughs> if this was if this was fully consensual. Yeah. Golly. So hot. Golly like, gee willikers. Like he like flogs her. He fi- like fingers her. He oh my. God, he puts a fucking the dildo, dildo harness inside of her and then harnesses it so that it just stays in there while he flogs her and yeah. like touches her clit and is yeah. like slapping her nipple, like slapping her boobs and like yeah. And while here's the thing watching and while she's watching everybody, this yeah. is like a voyeur exhibition playlist. Extravaganza. Like- but and like we've already gotten hints from when she diddled in the camera that like she thought that she might like being watched in some sort of scenario, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not as hard for her. Like, she's not traumatized by saying, yes, I'm going to do this. Turn on the mirror. Do whatever the fuck you want. And actually, he ends up being more uncomfortable with people watching oh, yeah. her than she is. Well, because he expected her to drop out yes. at that. And, he, and so he was actually but a little she frustrated. But she couldn't. Yes. Oh, it's so fucked. Yeah, I was so mad at him. I was so yeah, mad. He said, so like she she Ooh. doesn't, like she basically, she doesn't drop it when he says that he's going to, and he said, so she says, I got the sense that he hated the idea of displaying me. Caught yeah. by his own trap? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was. Because he's he being for a sure fucking was. dick. Yeah. No, he's, he's trying to do a big manipulate on her again, and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. So, And then it well, does anyway, go back to being hot, though. Hang no, on. it does. Yeah. Because- he like pulls her like he like ties her leg up so she's even more exposed and then he starts fucking her from behind yeah and paddling her clit yeah it's hot it's really and hot. then he's all upset at the end though because he's like at by the end of this he like she comes a bunch he comes and he's all pissed off and like 
pissed off that everyone can see her and he uh he's like i've given them far too much of you and it's like bitch you fucking did this to yourself sebastian yeah, yeah. this is you this is all you yeah you where's did your this. chain bud you would have dropped your chain so fucking fast right right well so the one thing about this scene that i think is important for like their emotional journey is that he witnesses her go into subspace and he yeah. witnesses like the euphoria that she mm-hmm. feels and, and he realizes how real it is and how beautiful it is from this mm-hmm. right that he later on he'll say you walked into a club that i used to look at as sorted and you saw hope and you saw inspiration and then when she entered subspace and he saw like what what his ministrations were doing he said i also started seeing hope so like, she wins in the end, but good fuck, she should have been safer while doing she, it. God damn it. Uh, I was pretty bad. But then he does fucking kill it at aftercare. He really does. He does a great job at aftercare. <laughs> he wraps her up in a robe, and he yeah. takes her home, and then he they get he in does a bubble bath, bath, and he, like, washes her, and then they get a little horny again. Um, so he, yeah. like, goes down on her like crazy just outside From the behind bath, while she's on all fours. And this is this is something that this like so we forgot I I did I had this highlighted earlier but I didn't mention it mm-hmm. and he says that he is he he just looks at her at some point at one point earlier in the book and he says obsession yeah obsessed and she looks back yeah. at at him and says revelation and yeah. then while they are in the bath no they're they're still in the um limo actually on the way home and he is taking care of her and she says which he's such a fucking liar but she says you'll be here to catch me when i fall because he's explaining what sub drop is yes and she says you'll be here to catch me when i fall and he says always Mm. so like that was a little bit of a ding to his incredible aftercare because he does not catch her when she falls, hardly ever. Right, after right, right, this. right, right. But then she says obsessed, and he says revelation, and so they flip that. Well, he asks, he asks yeah. her revelation. Oh, that's and right. Her response is obsessed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she thinks everything's like on the right track, right? Except that the next day he ices her out real hard, and then. He Ugh. keeps icing her out yeah. for weeks. Yeah. Weeks. And, and she... she's fucking losing her mind. She is spiraling the next day because she's... she's also caged. She can't leave the townhouse yeah. unless she's with him at night. Oh, my well, God. And like, so, like, this is a thing that I did think about. So... It is, it is very clear to us. He says it multiple times. So that was his first date ever. He's only ever fucked women. He's never interacted. He didn't have sisters. He grew up in this mafia house where it's just a bunch of brigand, like, dudes. And so, like, he's never really been around women except for sex, right? And he's never stayed, right? So he's probably had experience with aftercare. And I honestly, like, I almost couldn't be mad at him about this mm-hmm. the next day that he just left the next day because mm-hmm. she's still coming down. Because that was a hell of a drop into yeah. serious kink, right? Because this is the most extreme thing they've ever done. And he just left the next day. And I honestly legitimately don't think that he knew that no. she would have a spiral the next no. day when she woke up and he was gone. Because she was still 
in subdrop. Like it like in some situations, subdrop lasts for days. Like mm. BDSM is like lots of fun, but it's not something to play with. Like you mm-hmm. gotta like listen to yourself and but because of how dysfunctional the rest of their relationship is mm-hmm. he is not listening when she is telling him what she needs she is no. literally yeah. giving him the key to the kingdom she yes. has told him this is what i need i need more than just sex i need you to I be need intimacy with me i'm like i like and oh god i need to know about you and we find I out later was... that, like, he's just afraid that when she knows more, she's going to go running and screaming because he's a monster inside and all the business. And this is one of the things that is so fucking common in mafia romance, and it oh. fucking drives me up a wall. So, like, Hilarious. one of the things that I, one of my least favorite tropes is miscommunication. Mm-hmm. And nine times, 99 times out of 100, miscommunication is, like, half of a fucking mafia romance. Ah! At least the ones that I've read. Okay. Where it's, like, they just won't fucking communicate. Mm-hmm. My fucking God! <sighs> and half the time, they speak more than two languages, and they're <laughs> fucking, like... My God, buddy, you have a gazillion dollars. Go to fucking therapy. I know, right? I know. Jesus Christ. And like, on top of that, like, they are telling, like, I, oh no, the little lady is fucking telling me exactly what she wants, exactly what she needs, but I know best. Like, alpha hole, fuck you. I know. Well, yeah, so that is one thing. Like, I hate communication tropes. Yeah, I think I just, like, don't... I'm not compelled usually by alpha holes. Usually I'm just yeah, like, that's I'm not, not attractive. Well, that's Nothing thing about is, like, you is attractive. really my thing either. Like, yeah, they better have really a good... It. Like, they have to have a good fucking reason. That's what it is. Is there has to... If there's going to be miscommunication, if there's going to be an alpha hole, there needs to be a good fucking reason for both I mean, of those things. he's got some really good reasons. <laughs> not for this level. Yes, he does. Absolutely. That tracked for me completely. He's got good reasons. Do I hate them? Sure. Yes. Well, so I guess what I'm getting at is his continuous that the what what the what I what what pisses me off I'm I'm getting flustered cuz I'm so you fucking are. annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. Um is that he continuously tells her, "I don't know what you want. I don't know what you want. I don't know what you want." Which is- and he just she has but Said what he's it. and and like what he's actually saying is I can't give you what you want. I but and he I, doesn't like, want to say that out loud. Fine. I I get that, but like, no, no, I know, I know. My God. So then after so after all of this, she finally just like breaks because a guy that he's been working with long distance and she's been asking questions about shows up. Maxine. This is this is Maximilian Max, and she overhears that they are brothers and she knows about the family because she did a Google on him trying to figure out who he is. And she found this other like very wealthy family Mm -hmm. and she's like, Oh, well that can't be the same one. Then Max calls him Roman. He says his first name is Roman. And it's this Roman Sebastian in that family. Yeah. And so he he keeps on being like, you need to go upstairs right now. And he keeps on trying to order her around as if it's a scene. And she's like, that's not how real life works. 
this is bullshit. So she's like, fine, I'll go upstairs. That's totally fine. And then she packs like a to-go bag and goes to the airport and buys a ticket to Nebraska ASAP. And he comes in like a freight train. He makes it in past security and he like mm. grabs her and he's like, you're coming with me. You are not fucking leaving. Yeah. Like this what like to be like uh, he just drags her out. And he, he abducts her, her again. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you don't understand when I said you, you're never going to run away from me and you will never be rid of me. I meant that like I have an unhealthy need for you. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know how to fix this. And she's I will like, die without yeah, you. Yeah. So finally she's like, you could have fixed it so many times. All you have to do is fucking talk to me. And he says, but, and this is also a little bit understandable. He's like, every time I think about, you know, trying to be open with you, it feels like you're pulling away more and more and more. And so it seems like diminished returns to like make myself vulnerable if you're already out the door. But really, he thinks that she's going to leave. I can, yeah. We are not there yet. What? This happens after the sex. Oh. Oh, shit. Yeah, he does punishment sex. He, like. Hot, hot punishment sex. It was real hot. It's also problematic as fuck. It's so hot, It's so hot, because this is when, this is when. He fucks her ass, my friend. Oh, I forgot like, about that. I did not. <laughs> like, ooh, and it's 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 a punishment anal fuck. And he's like, he but puts like a, a fucking one. like ties her up real hard, just like they talked about in that fantasy. And yeah. he puts a fucking vi- like a hands free vibe in her. Yeah, and he's like, I'm taking his ass. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I did forget and about that. he's calling that. her, like, greedy girl and, like... Well, but that's also what she wants. Like, that that is an I improvement, know, it was right? great. Yeah. It was wonderful. So then afterwards, but she's yeah. like, this is still over. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's still over. And she's like, you haven't given me what I need emotionally. So finally, he's like, I This was a good will... grovel, to be clear. It, it was a very good grovel. He, he opens up about to me. his whole childhood... He tells her like most of his early traumas, um, and and like and it's the thing that bad. it's heavy shit. It's really heavy shit. He like trigger warning. <laughs> yeah, trigger warning for a lot of things. I mean, to be clear, there's a lot of trigger warnings yeah. already up until now. This yeah, book. but like, but basically, his dad was an alcoholic who would beat the fuck out of everyone, and so finally one day, he after. After trying to hide his little brothers in the Siberian winter outside. Because they weren't safe inside the house because his dad knew where all of the hidey holes were. Yeah. So he went back in because his little brother's lips were turning blue. And he ends up getting his dad to the top of the stairs and pushing him down the stairs so that he dies. And he's pretty sure that that is also how the dad killed the mom. Because the mom yeah. did die after falling down the stairs after a fight. And then he thinks, I'm going to be arrested. I'm, I'm fucked. So he, like, takes a little bit of cash and runs away. And he's a street kid for a year and a half in which he's incredibly abused on a lot of different levels. Yeah. And then he gets found by Kovaliev. And, you know, his life got better from there. But You've said his name out loud so much. Is that how it's pronounced? That's how the audiobook person did huh. it. I don't know, Kvalia. Yeah. Anyway, back to the trauma. (laughs) Yeah. And so he tells her all of that. And like, 
he was afraid that she was going to hear all of that and be like, I can't be with somebody like that. And on the one mm-hmm. hand, okay. On the other hand, like, she has rolled with every single one of the punches up until this point very gracefully, fucking flawlessly. Like, she found out her dad was a mafia boss, and she was like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, no guns, though? Fine. She watched you kill two people in the face, and she was like, oh, my God, thank you for protecting me. Like, she's been fine, dude. Yeah. Like, you told well, her that you're an enforcer. I frustrated. I know. Like, she knows who you are. Like, anyway. Then he says, you aren't disgusted with me? And she's like, of course not. Like, no. I like, oh, well, no, she does not, not yet. say I love you. But then she asks him, and this actually made me laugh a little bit in this like middle of this sadness. He, she's like, will you tell me when you first realized your particular interests? And he says, I'm to reveal even more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's like, yes, Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Cause like, she's not taking like this for granted. She's like, he never tells me shit. He's telling me everything right That's now. That's right. And so we find out that while he was on the streets, there was a particular sex worker that he they would sort of and watch. Other boys would watch, and a man came and was using her in the alley. And using is the word that I'm going to use because, like, he was dominating the shit out of her. He was essentially using her as a fuck doll in the alley. But that's what she wanted because she she hit subspace in that. And so yeah. he says he had something to offer her, something that other men didn't. I realized if I could learn how to do the things he'd done, I could master a woman like that. Mm-hmm. I could make her melt. I didn't crave the acts as much as I did the result. Because he told her at the very beginning of this, it's not, it didn't start out sexual. It was like almost seeking this connection yeah and like being able to be that person for the woman Mm -hmm. and he has talked a couple of times at this point in this book that like he's done kinky sex his whole life he's done bdsm his whole like his entire sexual experience but but he doesn't all of it was practice yeah all of it was practice until now because now he has her and she Mm -hmm. is everything and like he was talking about how like afterwards like the way that she like curled into him and like sought him for comfort Mm -hmm. and all of these things Uh, like he's he was like because after karis for the dom too yeah because dom drops a thing and if you don't think it is then you don't need to be practicing bdsm (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he's like i will do anything for that reaction Mm -hmm. and then oh god and then it broke my heart though because like he's like but you weren't mine were you and she says yes i was yours i am yours Mm -hmm. like i like right now and so then he's like wait wait this is we're we're back together like this this worked Mm -hmm. she's like yes all you have to do is fucking talk to me and we can we can handle anything together then he comes over and they do a big snuggle and it's hot i know i'm not right but if you help me i can be better that's what i want natalie understand me i'm asking oh my god god yeah he's a broken broken boy and she's you know yep so anyway they're together forever now and they move back to russia onto the estate and it's a whole big thing Mm -hmm. What's ha- what yep. happens in this epilogue? 
that I didn't get to hear so, about in the, the three epilogue. audiobooks I listened to? <laughs> <laughs> so the epilogue, all it is, is three images of the first one is their wedding invitation. Okay. The second one is Maximilian's response, which is, hang on. So Maximilian's RSVP is, checkmark, would be delighted to accept, number of people in party, two. Ooh. Dimitri's RSVP, uh-huh. check, must decline. And then he crossed out with regret. Oh, shit. <laughs> and that's when I went, I need Dimitri's oh, book. Like, I need breath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dimitri's book's going to be great. Yeah. All right. Do you have a lady love? Yes. My lady love is a phone game called Triple Match. It is a phone game that uh, we're not going to talk about how much real life doll hairs I have spent on oh no in my life but I have been it's my favorite game to play while listening to podcast episode like podcasts and I've been in the mood for listening to podcasts for the first time in a little while and so this week I have been playing an obscene amount of Mm. triple match and it is literally just a matching game and they have like events but like every level there's a bunch of different little things that just get dropped and you have to go it's all like in a pile and you have to like click three of them for them to match and you can only have like i think it's like eight things in your little holder at once <laughs> so they like I i'm sure it's it. great i'm not getting an image and that's okay <laughs> It's fine. It's like, I just like. I also have I to pee so badly, like my teeth are floating. <laughs> okay. So. Well, uh, that's uh, that's my lady love triple. Okay, cool. My lady love is a little book called Using Feho. Um, I just recorded an episode. Evelyn is oh my god! Goddess. I know. I just recorded an episode with HB Nixie, which will be like upcoming, I guess, in a while, and. We read Saving Verico, and because this happens to me with every good alien romance I read, I promptly read basically the rest of the series in about 36 hours. So I didn't get to using using Feho before. But then right after we recorded, I turned on the audiobook for using Feho, and also Stephen Dexter, put him on your audiobook narrator list. He's great. It is my favorite it's my favorite one because he's such a sad sad boy but he hides it behind charm and he's a flamboyant pirate boy and he listen there's a bionic penis okay i don't i have no i have not seen a bionic penis in a minute and and because the humans are new species he has special settings added for her and like all he wants to do is just prove to her that he could be a good husband and do everything she wants just to make her the happiest in the whole wide world and like give her orgasms as much as possible and her story is perfectly crafted because she's desperate to get back to earth and the entire time I was reading the series I was like bitch you've been there three weeks what is the rush on getting back to earth but there's a big big rush and it's incredible And, like, there is revenge for reasons, and there is justice and, like, taking down the network of traffickers. And, like, Feho, though, you know what I mean? Oh, he, 
listen, he goes from like making sure she has all the pastries she wants to then breaking off a dude's horn and stabbing him in the hand with the, the tip of his own horn for like touching her and being a creep. I am obsessed with Feho. Feho forever. He's such a sad, charming boy. It's so good. I it's am so good. like I can't believe I didn't recommend that series to you when I first read it. Cause I did yeah. I did the same thing. I read it um using Feho was not out yet. And so mm. I read everything and then like using Feho came out and I read it and I was like, this is and the rest of them are so good. Yeah, I read They're I read Choosing so Theo when that was the only book out. And Damn. Yeah, and then I and then I forgot God, to go back. Choosing you know. Theo is so I just love a Choosing Theo is boy. so good. Oh, he's so scarred. He's so sad. She's just so ready to mess with him. Mm, the whole thing. Listen, Victoria Aveline maybe is my actual lady love, but particularly yeah. Using Feho is such Victoria a good Aveline. book. Like, oh my god. Please. Oh my god. Okay. Hey everybody. Um keep being a badass and Oh fuck. Love yourself as much as you love consensual kink. A clit slap and a tit slap. Yeah. A clit that slap one. and a tit slap. That's better. A, yeah. a clit slap and a tit slap. But also having educated consent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, my God. I have to pee so badly.